You're listening to episode number 78 of The Beautiful Day Project. Welcome to The Beautiful Day Project. I'm your host, Laura Armendariz. I'm a life coach whose passion is helping ladies make positive growth in their busy lives. In this podcast, we work on healthy changes and we always lean on God's power and wisdom to give us strength. I'm here for you, so let's get to it. You probably totally get this. There is a lot on your plate. You have a lot of people that need your help. You need to follow through. And even when more comes up, moms are often the people in the family that others turn to for help. So when we're living with all those expectations, how do we show up in a healthy way for ourselves? Don't worry. I actually have an answer to this problem, one I've learned for myself. Right now, I'm hosting a free masterclass all about the three most effective habits for losing weight and keeping it off. If you're tired of yo-yo dieting or confused about why you can't seem to stick to it, this masterclass is for you. I won't do it again until August. So if you want some free help, go to lauraarmandaris.com forward slash free free trainings to register today. The week that I'm recording this podcast, I'm wrapping up my spring break. It was a great week, but it was busy and I had been intending on using that time to restart some of my self-care habits that have been on shaky ground the last month as Michaela went through some medical issues and things got a little wacky at school. Uh, You know, this is so humbling to admit to you, my audience, who I show up to help you implement habits that support your health, but it's really important as an opportunity to let you know and let you in and help you see what a busy mom's life is like and how health habits can be implemented and how this works for me. So before we get started, I want you to know that while things have been a little wacky around my house, I haven't gained weight or started to see myself um, (laughs) doing some things that I tend to do when I'm overly stressed, like emotionally eat. However, I can feel myself on like a precipice. Pretty much if I don't turn this around, I might start engaging in some emotional eating and drinking. I can just feel it in myself. I know better and I'm going to talk to you today about what this looks like. Okay, to help you understand where I'm at right now in my own health journey, emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual, I want to share with you my own habits, routines, and then I'm going to give you three important tips for staying healthy with your habits when you're a busy mom like me. This might be a little longer episode, but I know that you're going to get a lot out of it. Okay, so I'm going to first just dive in and let you know what I do every day to keep myself healthy, okay? So I begin my day by drinking coffee, getting dressed, and then I go to my couch and I just curl up with my Bible. I read the chapters in my Bible study plan for like reading through the Bible in a year. 
And then I work on verse memorization for just about five minutes. I don't, I don't ever go longer than that. And I pray. I end that morning routine by reviewing my planner and deciding what I'm going to eat that day. I'm pretty good at sticking to this, and I prioritize getting up at least 30 minutes before my family to make sure it happens, because I know that if I don't wake up before my family, I'll go into that mode of just, you know, cooking breakfast and taking care of people, and I won't do it probably later. All right, so staying hydrated is a cornerstone habit for me. It's the next one I'm going to talk to you about. Pretty simple. I just refill my 64-ounce water bottle each day as I get the family breakfast. And I make sure I drink that before I go to bed. That water bottle goes to work with me and it returns home to me, with me. It even goes to town with me. I mean, it it goes everywhere with me. My next self-care habit is my 20-minute reset at 4.30. Now, this is the one, this is the habit that's gotten a little shaky. I know through trial and error, and I've talked about it on some previous episodes, that I have this crucial time. I've pinned it down. I know that if I stop and refresh with time alone, because I'm an introvert, um, then the rest of the day from that point forward, which is a few hours, I end with more strength and patience instead of being whiny and angry and exhausted and a mess. (laughs) I like to do about a 15-minute workout and a five minutes of journaling. Okay, but this hasn't been happening regularly, and I really feel it. I know that this is something I need to start doing again, and I need to prioritize it. Okay, my last habit is ending my day with my planner. I look at the next day, and I set my top three goals. That kind of like makes me feel anchored, makes me understand what the next day is going to look like, more or less, and I don't feel so um, so fearful or worried about it. It's really helpful for me. And then I also review that 24-hour meal plan I made in the morning, and I record any foods that I ate outside of my plan. I'm an early go-to-better, so I go to bed early enough that I can wake up in time to get up and do my morning routine. Okay, so honestly, I'm It isn't much, right? I mean, think about what I just told you. I'm taking about half an hour of self-care in the morning, another 20 minutes in the afternoon, okay, and about five minutes before I go to bed. That's less than an hour a day. That might seem like a lot. I know, like an hour, Laura. Like, I don't have an hour. But I guarantee that you're already using a few hours a day to do things that you do find enjoyable, like chatting with a friend or scrolling through social media or watching TV. So it just becomes like opening up your mind to what if there was a way I could implement some habits? Where would I do that? So now let's let's talk about that. Let's look at three ways that you could successfully implement healthy habits, even if you are a very busy mama like me. Okay, number one, I want you to consider having some cornerstone habits. As I work with women, I see that those who who are successful long-term develop cornerstone habits. These cornerstone habits are things that they can do come rain or shine. I mean, they could do it even if they're a kid goes to the hospital or, um, you know, they're on a trip. There's something they can always do. So for me, my, my cornerstone habits are drinking my water, making a 24-hour food plan, Bible study, and using my planner. That's only four habits, four things, four things that I do that keeps me healthy. Okay, if you notice 
that reset time isn't a cornerstone habit because I can skip it for a week or two without falling apart. However, who knows, somewhere in my future, I would love to level up and I would love for it to become a cornerstone habit for even better health emotionally and physically and mentally. All right, so you might not have any cornerstone habits right now. That's okay. I see that a lot. A lot of women that come to me that work with me don't have anything they do for themselves regularly. My advice is to start with one, just one. Like, hear me, one. Just implement one habit until it is something that you can do without a lot of thought. In my course, I teach women many tools for weight loss and emotional health. What ends up being a cornerstone habit for each woman is so different, but it is so fun to see the huge difference that just a couple consistent habits can make in someone's life. So, you know, if you're interested um, and you would like to start with a cornerstone habit, just pick one. Pick something that piques your interest, like weighing yourself daily or doing some stretching before you get dressed. I like to remind women that if we, if we implemented one new habit every month, you know, just worked on implementing it one, for one month, 30 days, then after a year, we would have 12 new habits. And after five years, you would have 60 new habits habits. So often women just try to take on too many habits and then they just can't do it over and over again. They try to do all the things, but if they would just start with one, they could do that and then they could add another and they would be way ahead in the game than if, you know, of course they're trying to do all the things all at the same time. Okay. My next piece of advice is routines. (laughs) When others in your home know that you do a certain thing at a certain time, then fighting for space becomes easier. For example, exercise sometimes feels like having to get a dozen monkeys in a row. I have to make sure the girls are okay. I have to make sure I have the space, time, equipment. I have to change my clothes. I also need to make sure that my daughter with special needs is supervised, especially since the recent changes in her epilepsy. So with all that, I have been ducking out and I was brainstorming this with my husband and he was so cool. He told me exactly what I need to hear. He said, you know, you just need to do it every day. And then like, we will all expect it. And, and he's totally right. Um, so when the, then the people in my home would be ready if it was a routine. Adela would know that she needs to stay inside a few extra minutes to keep an eye on her sister. Or my husband would know that I would be heading out to the bunkhouse around 4.30 on most afternoons to go for a jog on the treadmill. So routines help you. They help you not give in to arguments in your head. And they also help others know how to support you. Don't underestimate the power in that. I've decided that I need to be a lot less compromising and simply draw a line that when I get home from school or 4.30 p.m. rolls around here at home, that I can just, you know, give the girls some snacks, uh, make sure that they're seated and happy, and just have a quick workout either in my room, on my yoga mat, or out on the treadmill. Okay. And then, of course, like, get some journaling in because five minutes of journaling does just so much for for my my mind. Okay, so my last tip is understand your weaknesses. You, sweetheart, are incredibly unique. Your life is unique, and you're not like everybody else. What I want you to think about is what are you afraid of? What 
what keeps you from doing self-care? Okay, I'll give my own personal example. I know that my weaknesses are just not wanting to show up for my family. I don't want there to be a mess. I don't want to cause any heartache for the people around me. I feel very responsible for for their reality. Um, so I'll just keep going instead of stopping to care for myself. However, it doesn't really change things. I mean, my house is still not perfect and I'm definitely still not perfect. Um, and then, so even if I do sweep the floor and make that phone call, things are still not perfect. <laughs> um, now, but the day, the way I experience my day and my overall health of my body and soul is strengthened by investing that time into my personal care. So my question for you is, what is a fear or a belief that you have about doing self-care? And then what does that say about you? Like, what does that say about your personality and what's, what's important to you? I want to say that the devil will totally use that against you. I mean, the devil doesn't want you to be healthy. He doesn't want you to show up with strength and patience and, and love. And so, like, fight for that self-care, honey. And lastly, I can't remember where I heard this study, but it was in a book. I think it was by Michael Hyatt called Free to Focus. However, people that did less work, less hours of work, and invested time into self-care were actually more productive when compared to their overworking peers. And this makes sense. I see this and I feel this as a mom. When I'm worn out, I'm slow. I'm dragging. I'm irritable. I get things done, but it's slow and it's with tons of resentment. However, if I just take a few moments to refresh myself. I have a spring in my step. I feel loved. I have a smile on my face and goodness gracious, that's worth it. Okay, my dear, you can do this. I know you're busy. You're serving others and you're trying to get so much done. Remember, just start with one habit and find something that supports your health and you can do without thinking. Next, invest some time and thought into routines, helping yourself follow through and others know how to support you. And lastly, pay attention to your weaknesses and become willing to target those areas so that you can show up the way you need to. Okay, you are amazing. Before we sign off, I just want you to know that enrollment for my 12-week course, Weight Loss from the Soul, opened up today. That's right, it is open. If you have been waiting to work with me, this is your chance. I won't open up the course again until the fall. So if this is something you've been thinking about, go ahead and head over to the course page at lauraarmandaris.com forward slash weight loss just to see the pricing and the details. Next week, I'm going to be talking to you about how to keep your diet from sabotaging your weight loss efforts. I'm telling you, I have some information that is going to blow your mind, so don't miss it. Bye for now. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends if it was helpful. I love being here for you. Visit my website to read more about my life and my work at lauraarmandaris.com. That's L-O-R-A-A-R-M-E-N-D-A-R-I-Z. And of course, you can always find everything linked in the podcast notes. Mm-hmm. 
This life coach is not a licensed health professional. Always consult your physician or mental health professional when considering health changes or weight loss regimes.